0: And welcome back to the Thrive for Life podcast with me, your host, Ashling Daly. This is episode number 36. Today's episode is all about seeking inner peace and calm. Something that I've been actively pursuing and striving to find for the last... Striving is such a bad word, actually. When you put it with inner peace and calm, it, it should just come to you. Um, but yeah, I've been actively pursuing, finding my inner peace and calm for the last probably a year or two it's become a priority of mine so rather than seeking happiness i think it's more important to seek inner peace and calm because happiness is fleeting and seeking happiness in my point of view or my opinion is a futile exercise because we're not always going to be happy our happiness can be dictated by certain things um, there are going to be moments in our lives where we're feeling unhappy where we're feeling sad where we're feeling angry where we're feeling upset about things they're normal human emotions but inner peace and calm is something that we can try to bring into our lives that might be underlying there and that's always there for us to rely on and that we always know it's going to be there Happiness isn't always going to be there, but knowing that we can go to that place of inner peace and calm in ourselves, knowing that it's always there, it's a constant, and that we can find our way back to it. That's what I love about seeking inner peace and calm rather than happiness. I'm going to chat about five different things that I do to try and bring more inner peace and calm into my life. So A lot of us are experiencing a lot of stress, anxiety, um, chaotic minds find it difficult to switch off, to relax, to rest and that's as a result of the culture that we live in, the world that we live in. We're overstimulated, constantly looking at screens and updates and notifications and ideas and it can just all get very busy. And it can be so challenging to find inner peace and calm, which is in there somewhere just to be found. So I'm going to chat about five different things that I do, five approaches that I take to try to bring more inner peace and calm. And the five of them are, number one is letting go of judgment of myself. Number two is letting go of judgment of others. Number three is controlling how I respond to others. Number four is breathing. And number five is being presence. That's what being is about, is presence. So when we are feeling really stressed and anxious and if we're in a stressed state or an anxious state a lot of the time, this has massive impacts not just mentally but also physically because we hold emotions in our body and high levels of stress and high levels of anxiety over prolonged periods can raise our cortisol levels and Cortisol is a really important hormone, it's a stress hormone, it's often called the fight or flight chemical and it is necessary to give us the energy and focus to conquer challenges but if we have elevated cortisol levels over a prolonged period of time that is not healthy and it can wreak havoc on our bodies and our systems. So finding inner peace and calm and having strategies and tools and ways of bringing more calm into our lives to combat stress and anxiety is really really important for the health of our minds but also the health of our bodies. So I will begin with number one which is letting go of judgment of yourself. So I think it's more important to strive for self-acceptance rather than self-improvement. I think I probably spent most of my life looking for self-improvement and feeling like I was never going to be good enough until I looked a particular way, until I owned a certain thing, until I had reached a particular goal, whether it was career or otherwise, and I was always striving for improvement and it always felt like I was battling against myself, that I was not happy with who I was at a given moment because I always needed to be do or have more and that constant battle with myself it led to a lot of unease, unhappiness, anxiety, worry, stress and it was all completely unnecessary. So I think self-acceptance is massive and I've done a lot of work on this and I'm still working on it and it's a journey and it's a process but it's definitely worth the effort. So some of the things that you could do to bring more self-acceptance into your life. So the first thing is start observing your mind and your thoughts and start noticing in what areas of your life are you being really harsh on yourself and criticising yourself about. So it might be about your body image, it might be about your personality, about being too shy or saying the wrong thing all of the time or maybe it's about your career or your profession that you feel you haven't Reach the level you should be at by now and that you're being really harsh on yourself about that. So start to pay attention to the ways in which you berate yourself in your mind with your thoughts and become an observer of your thoughts and realize that you don't have to believe every single thought that you have. And once you start to observe, you might start to notice a pattern and there might be a particular thought that comes up a lot that isn't serving you, it's not helping you to become whatever it is you want to become it's actually holding you back because it's making you feel miserable about yourself because you keep telling yourself that you're not good enough or you're not this enough or that enough. So start to notice your thoughts and realise that you don't have to believe all of your thoughts and once you start to notice a pattern or notice a particular thought that keeps coming up a lot that isn't serving you you can rewrite that thought and I like to use affirmations. An affirmation that I found particularly helpful was one from Louise Hay's book called You Can Heal Your Life that is a fabulous book for anyone looking to bring more peace and calm into their lives and self-acceptance it's wonderful it's called You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay but she gives a lot of affirmations in that book and one of them is I accept myself and love myself and I found that really powerful I used that was it last summer or the summer before I was going through a spell of being really harsh on about myself, about putting on a bit of weight and feeling like I was fat. And all of those old negative thoughts were creeping back into my mind, but I became aware of them. I realised I didn't have to believe them, that they weren't necessarily true. And I worked on self-acceptance. So every time I caught myself with a critical thought about my body or my image or my appearance... I automatically changed that thought to I accept myself and love myself and I challenged myself to say I accept myself and love myself ten times in my head for every one time I caught myself criticizing myself about my appearance and it really really helped. Uh, So that is one thing you could do and you could create an affirmation you could create any affirmation, but when you're creating affirmations or thoughts to use in the place of negative thoughts that you might have about yourself, make sure they're in the present tense. So, I accept myself and love myself is in the present tense. So, in this moment, I accept who I am, it's not in the future when I am X, Y, or Z. So, other mantras or affirmations that might work would be I am safe, or peace is my priority, or all is well in my world or I can handle any challenge. They're all wonderful affirmations. So for self-acceptance, start to pay attention to your thoughts, observe your thoughts, become an observer of them rather than a believer of every single one of them and rewrite the thoughts that aren't serving you. So pay attention to them, make a note of the ones that are not helping you or serving you and rewrite a new affirmation that's going to help you. Another wonderful book for self-acceptance is Abraham Hicks. Um, it's called The Astonishing Power of Emotions and chapter 17 in particular is my favourite chapter. I have that on Audible. I listened to that book on audio audio version and chapter 17 is a very special chapter to me because my friend Claire Ann gave me a CD of that chapter and I listened to it in my car and I really wanted to buy the CD. I didn't know where to get it but I got that book on Audible and it happened to be chapter 17 in that book which I now listen to a lot and in that chapter Abraham Hicks <clears throat> um, or Esther Hicks who's speaking but it's Abraham through Esther y- you can google that Um, <clears throat> so she talks about accepting where you are and she uses the metaphor of life being like a stream or a river and everything you want in life is downstream. So you don't need to use your oars and you don't need to resist and go against everything that's happening to you in order to get to where you want. And she uses an affirmation, I am where I am and it's okay. Uh, So it's about starting where you are, accepting where you are and letting go of trying to control everything. And I think that all feeds into self-acceptance. So that metaphor of the river, the stream. So if you're sitting in your canoe and you're starting where you are, it's okay to start where you are and whatever you want in life, wherever you want to go, whatever you want to achieve, it's all downstream. So you don't need to resist. You don't need to stick the oars in the water and start going really hard to try and turn your boat. You just accept where you are. I am where I am and it's okay. And you let go and release and Once you get that feeling of accepting where you're at and not resisting everything that you see as negative about yourself, you can get to the destination that you want to get and you can become whatever you want to become. And I'm not sure if I've explained that really well, but check out that book, The Astonishing Power of Emotions. It really, really helped me. Um, So that is self-acceptance. That's number one. So letting go of judgment of yourself. Number two is letting go of judgment of others. So when we judge other people, whether we are looking up to them and think they're amazing or whether we're looking down on them and treat them or think of them uh, like a piece of dirt, any of those two options are not helpful for creating inner peace and calm in your mind. When we judge other people that occupies space in your mind. And also when you judge other people, it's completely pointless because if we're looking up to people, putting people on pedestals or infatuating with people, then we are not accepting that what we see in them, we actually have in ourselves. And any time we look down on someone or resent someone or disapprove of someone, we're disowning parts of ourself again. So we have all parts within us and it's silly to judge other people because you are creating emotion I suppose. So when you look up to people and when you put them on pedestals you kind of minimise or shrink yourself because you think I'm not as good as them. Or when you look down on people you kind of puff yourself up and you feel proud and your ego comes out and it doesn't help with kind of clear thinking and a calm and peaceful mind so it brings in emotions that are going to cause busyness in your mind and so it's about trying to bring yourself back into balance so letting go of judgment of other people so that you can create that balance in your mind that you have that inner peace and calm and I think as well it's important to allow others to be who they are not try not to try and control or change other people we can't control or change other people and it's foolish to think that we can or it's foolish to try and I think that's something that I have started to do a lot more um, since I've been doing this coaching course and from reading personal development books just allowing others to be exactly as they are and not kind of responding in an emotional way to everything that everyone does around you so we can't control other people, we can control their actions, their behaviours, what they say, but we can control how we react to other people. There is a fabulous quote, I can't think of who said it. Mm, nope, it's not gonna to come to me, but it is, between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response, and in our response lies our growth and our freedom. I think that's a really powerful quote. And it is a great reminder that between the stimulus and the response, there is that space. So between someone saying something that triggers you or doing something that triggers you and you reacting, there is a gap, there is a space there. There is a time to stop, to breathe, to process, to think about how you want to react in this situation. Are you going to keep playing out the same pattern of you reacting getting very emotional or are you going to take a breath and choose consciously how you'd like to respond in this given moment and that's your power right there and that is what's going to help you to bring more peace and calm into your life just taking that moment just take one breath and try to choose consciously how you'd like to respond so that is the second thing letting go of judgment of others allowing others to be who they are and not trying to control them but trying to control your response and your reaction to them the third thing is that was the third thing to control how you respond to others the fourth thing i would suggest is breathing so anything that you find beneficial to help you to relax, any relaxation technique that works for you, whether it's breathing, whether it's meditation, whether it's Reiki, whatever it is, but I think breathing is a really simple one, and it's a tool that we can use at any moment, anywhere, any time. So any situation where you find you have lost that inner peace and calm, everything is feeling chaotic, maybe your mind is racing, you're feeling stressed and anxious and worried, Breathing. Turn to your breathing. I find it so helpful to just put your hand on your heart and take some nice deep breaths and what I find really helpful if I'm feeling stressed or anxious is to breathe in for five seconds, hold my breath for six and exhale for seven or eight seconds and do that five times. It's the longer exhale has a really powerful effect on your central nervous system. It helps you to wind down it You can even feel it physically when you do the longer exhale that your shoulders drop everything just feels like it drops and that weight is lifted. So breathing in for five holding for six and breathing out for seven or eight seconds that longer exhale. I find that so so helpful so we can always turn to our breathing and often when we're feeling stressed or tense our breathing is really shallow and that's usually the first thing I do as part of a meditation is to notice my breathing not to try and change it to just observe it and then work on deeper breathing belly breathing so breathing into your belly that's really helpful um meditation is another great relaxation technique that i've turned to over the past um year i suppose i was kind of resisting it for a long time and it wasn't working for me and that's okay And it's okay to keep trying these things but if it's not working for you it's okay to say it's not working for me right now and you don't feel like you you don't need to feel that you have to do all of these things but meditation is really really powerful I'm finding it really beneficial myself it's not a daily practice for me just yet I'm probably doing it about four times a week I would say. Um, And I've just started to do silent meditation. So I've always been doing the guided meditation since I started meditating last year. And how I started meditating was I did an emotional mastery online course with Cleena O'Hanlon. She's a transformational coach and her course was fantastic. And she did some guided meditations in that course. And that really got me into meditation and I started to feel the benefit of it just the quietening of the mind that comes from meditation and with meditation it's not about trying to have no thoughts and trying to just be totally blank in your mind that's not realistic thoughts will come in but it's about letting them come in and letting them pass and not offering them a cup of tea I would like to say so just letting them in one ear and out the other ear and just let them pass So I've just started doing silent meditation lately. The guided meditations are fabulous too. Definitely for starting off, guided meditations were great to get me into meditation. And the ones that I found particularly powerful were on Apple Podcasts. There's a podcast called Meditation Minis Podcast. It's Shell Hamilton does it and her voice is so soothing and those guided meditations are about 10 to 20 minutes and they are fabulous so if you're looking for some guided meditations I'd definitely check those out and then for the silent meditation which I've just started to do recently because I read a book for my life coaching course that I'm doing which is called the seven spiritual secrets of success by Deepak Chopra and he said about having quietness or stillness in your day is really important to deal with chaotic internal dialogue he said that in order to calm that internal dialogue it's really important to have that silence in your day and that stillness in your day so I've started doing five minute silent meditation and I got a great tip from Laura Young from at Laura's views on Instagram and on YouTube as well she is But she sent me a message suggesting to use the Insight Timer for timing silent meditations because if you use the alarm on your phone it brings you right back into that stress state afterwards when it goes beeping but the Insight Timer has lovely um, different sounds of bells and that that you can choose from to bring you back uh, from your silent meditation. So yeah, any relaxation technique that works for you is is what I'd suggest. So it might be breathing, it might be meditation. Um, Other things that help me would be Reiki. I started doing that recently with Sinead Quinlan. She's at social underscore Sinead on Instagram and she's fabulous. And she also does that in silence with no music uh, because... Of that very reason that I was just talking about about having that silence and that stillness so that you can deal with the internal dialogue and allow it to calm down Uh, so yeah so Reiki has been really helpful for me I did acupuncture before found that really good too Um, and yeah so any relaxation technique that works for you so the last thing that I would suggest then is presence being so uh, Shel Hamilton on that Meditation Minis podcast she often says that phrase breathe and be and I find that thought is even so calming just breathe and be because we don't need to be doing all of the time just keep breathing and keep being and that's all you got to do and I find that really helps me to to calm my mind. So yeah the last thing is presence. So being present in a moment is can be very challenging. I know when I'm feeling anxious or stressed out, even if I'm having a conversation with someone, I, I find that I mightn't be at all in any way present in that conversation, that my mind is elsewhere and feeling very distracted. And it can be very difficult to to focus on anything when you're feeling anxious. So presence and the ways that I bring it more into my life, Well, I suppose firstly, the coaching course that I'm doing When you are coaching a client you have to be fully present for the hour of the session because you cannot predict what someone's going to bring into a session. You can't plan the questions that you need to ask to help them to create new awareness. You have to tune into their world during the session in order to know what the next right question is to ask in order to create that awareness or to help them to come up with action steps to work towards particular goals or accomplishments or whatever it is. So that presence that I've had to bring into my coaching sessions has really, really helped me to feel more present in my day-to-day life, in my job as a teacher, in my encounters with other people. I would have struggled a lot when I was younger, kind of my teenage years and my 20s, with social anxiety thankfully that has subsided massively I don't really struggle with it much at all now but when I was younger it was a big issue for me and I never felt present in a conversation because I was always worried about was I blushing and you know thinking all these thoughts that were very distracting so that really took from my inner peace and calm but this presence is just amazing that I'm finding from doing this coaching course it's really really helping me but there are a few things you can do to be more present Um, first of all I suppose when you are feeling anxious when you're feeling uneasy or tense or stressed or worried they're all forms of fear and they're caused by too much future and not enough presence Whereas if you're feeling things like guilt and resentment or sadness or bitterness or regret, they're all forms of non-forgiveness and they're caused by too much past and not enough present. So the idea is to try and bring yourself into the present and if you're in the present you won't be experiencing all of those things if you're in the present moment. You won't be experiencing those forms of fear or those forms of non-forgiveness. You'll feel calm you'll feel peaceful and Eckhart Tolle's book called The Power of Now is an amazing book all about that particular topic of presence and being in the now and he has so many wonderful insights on that topic in that book so I would highly recommend it and he says that the present moment holds the key to liberation But you can't find the present moment as long as you are your mind. So that goes back to not believing all of your thoughts and not thinking that you are your thoughts. So you need to kind of detach from your mind in order to get into that present moment. And being an observer of your thoughts will help you to do that. So observing your thoughts and knowing that you are not your thoughts, you are not your mind that you're, you're just observing those thoughts that are coming and going so one of the tips that he has in that book the power of now to try and bring you back into the present and to stop worrying and being anxious is to ask yourself what problem do I have right now not tomorrow not next year not next week in this very moment what is wrong what's the problem so he suggests that you can always cope with the now but you can never cope with the future nor do you have to because the the right answer the right action the strength that you need to deal with that problem the resources you'll need to face that challenge they will all be there when you need them not before and not after and i think that is a really calming thought to think that, okay, what problem do I have right now in this moment? Do I have any problem? If I do have a problem, let's deal with it, let's face it. But if I don't have a problem in this very moment, if the problem that's been playing on my mind is actually in the future, then I know that I can always cope with the now. I I can't cope with the future because it's not here, it's not real, it's not tangible right now for me. And I don't have to deal with the problem of the future because I know that when it comes to that future, when it comes to tomorrow and I'm facing that problem, I know that the right answer, the right action, the right strength, the right resource will be there when I need it, not before and not after. And I found that thought in the book really, really helpful. Another really helpful tip about being present and managing anxious thoughts that I got from Adrian Mitchell he's the owner of the Irish Life Coaching Institute and I was chatting to him about anxiety and he was saying a really good question that you can ask yourself if you're feeling really anxious and feeling distracted and can't focus on what you're doing or what you're supposed to be doing or the conversation you're supposed to be having with someone a really good question to ask yourself is what do you need from me right now in order to be complete so if it's a task you're facing if it's a workload like for me it could be corrections or for someone else it might be emails to be sent or whatever it is asking that question what do you need from me right now in order to be complete can focus your mind bring you back into the present that you're not going off into the future and worrying about what might happen tomorrow or next week and the same question can be applied if you're having a conversation with someone and you feel like not fully present and you're not enjoying the experience of catching up with your friend or whatever it is because your mind has gone off wandering asking that question what does this person need from me right now in order to be complete so they need me to make eye contact listen actively listen to what they're saying engage in conversation so just show up for them and asking that question i find that is really really helpful so those would be my five tips to try and bring more inner peace and inner calm into your life so let go of judgment of yourself work on self-acceptance let go of judging others and try to control how you respond to others know that you can't control other people just allow everyone else to be exactly who they are how they are and know that you have the power to control your reactions and your response to other people breathe or do whatever relaxation technique works for you and helps you, and just be in the present moment, in the now. So I really hope you've found some benefit from this podcast episode. Thank you for tuning in to the Thrive for Life podcast. I'm so grateful to each and every one of you who tunes in or leaves a rating or review or shares with a friend or family member that you think might enjoy these episodes. It really means a lot to me. So I hope you have a really peaceful and calm week ahead and I will be back again in two weeks time. So this podcast is going fortnightly for the next while as I'm juggling full-time job and life coaching course and meeting pro bono coaching clients and all of that so fortnightly for the time being and probably be back to weekly episodes in the summer when I have a bit more free time until next time take care